say. I'm Gary Otto. This is Uva Ball. We're your hosts today. How are you, Uva? No, I'm good, but are you good? I just read you, your mother broke your fridge, so what happened there? Oh, she broke my fridge, but that's nothing. I, I'm sick, too. You can hear it in my voice a little bit, but... Yeah, I feel like I, I, I want to say I have COVID, but I don't think I do. I think it's just like a cold. So, but as for the yeah, fridge, my-, my mom broke my fridge this morning. So that's kind of why I had a little delay there in starting up the show. But don't worry, this will be a guy coming out later to make sure that it works. Hopefully the food doesn't rot. Scheiße. Yeah, yeah. if it's too long, like if you have a, also a refrigerator. Uh, uh, then it's problematic, right? If it's like eight hours melting, you have to eat everything. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that I can. I don't think I can eat everything in that fridge in eight hours. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, Natalie, my wife, she had a cold too, and but like various of our friends had COVID in the last three weeks. One guy's after ten days still positive still positive testing from the first positive test to now still positive and of course everybody of them was three times vaccinated so uh what happened to me that i think that i because i went out to the theme park with my friend and my friend got covid but i did not for some fucking weird reason so i don't know hopefully that's not this hopefully it wasn't like a delayed reaction but I feel fine. I feel like it's like a chest cold. So, yeah, normally you get very uh, bad headaches with COVID now recently. So one of the main symptoms is headache and then later a cough, like a cough that you cough for two weeks or whatever. I had the very bad bronchitis coughing already in January, but I don't know if I had COVID there or not. I did only a fast test and then I didn't. I decided I didn't even want to know it. So I, uh, I just uh, moved over it. But I mean, when you see the number, it's almost impossible to not catch it at one point. It will be impossible to not have a fourth wave, fifth waves over the, over the winter coming. It will be a shit show again. Um, and, but right now, not so many people getting hospitalized, not so many people dying. So hopefully the virus gets weaker and weaker and we can basically accepting it like a flu like a flu virus it's a pretty harsh flu if it could possibly kill you but okay yeah, but look we have in germany right now 300,000 infections a day a day okay and it's like uh, and we have 100 dead so from 300,000 infections a day 3,000 would be 1% 300 would be 0.1 percent yeah so means we have 0.03 percent death rate on covid right now in germany and i think that is worldwide almost the same so that are numbers of the flu that is there is no difference anymore if the, the, the actual dead people on the flu is also around this oh. kind of percentage yeah, the flu does cause some deaths, but usually only really elderly people, you know? Yeah, but now it's the same, right? So uh, Okay, well, that's interesting. Interesting yeah. how things are changing in the world day by day. 
Yeah, you know, and I read an interesting article because I have high cholesterol and uh, in Australia, they did a DNA, like a, like a genetically manipulation of, um, so with one injection, you can lower your cholesterol down to like the bad cholesterol you have, the fat in your blood, basically. You can, you can lower down like from 200 to 50. Okay. And it's only one injection and it's forever. It goes in your genetically code. So it means you never have to take any pills uh, for, for the, to lower your cholesterol. That affects 15% of the Earth's population who, who taking pills to get the cholesterol lower. And the, the heart specialists, they said also, if your bad cholesterol is under 50, the yeah. chance that you die on a heart attack or stroke is reduced 99%. Oh, wow. It, it would solve 40% of the death hmm. because 40% of the people dying on heart uh, diseases, right? So on like that your arterias are closed, you get a heart attack, you drop down dead. So, uh, I mean, I think it's interesting. And um, yeah, you know, so I also still think that uh, because I went to the bottom of I, everybody knows from our podcast that in January I was kind of depressed and whatever and I had like this kind of ant feeling in my like the nerves were a little the muscles were twitching and you have this kind of numb feeling in some fingers and whatever okay so you know and I felt like now where the depression is gone yeah so but I felt like I need to go to the bottom of it what is that was that twitching and the nerves and whatever so I did a brain scan and oh, so wow. like That's an cool. MRT, uh, MRI from the brain. And uh, it's harmless because it's no radiation. It's not a CT. It's like an MRT. And um, so my brain looked, uh, it's not connected to my brain to say it this way. And I had only like one little white dot <laughs> in my brain. The guy told me and he said that is if you have uh, a mini um, a part what is not uh, where blood there's no more blood in it so it dies off but it's so small that I don't have to worry about it right so he said if this is like five centimeters big you need to worry about it because then whatever you start forgetting things or things don't work anymore but it's like 0.1 millimeter very small and he said a lot of people of course when you get older have more of this where the blood flow doesn't work anymore in the brain. So, but the fact is that you cannot explain now where comes the numb feeling. Where, where is it coming from? And I think it's a vaccine. Uh, it's it's the post-vac syndrome. What yeah, I guess. Well, the vaccine does attach itself to your DNA, doesn't it? Yes. And I think it all started when I got the, basically when I got the booster vaccine four weeks later, I started to get depressed. I had anxiety. I had muscle twitches. I had numb arms, like kind of an electrocution feel, like electro electro stuff going through my body. Wow. And I and I think that is actually what the post vaccine, like it's a damage from the vaccine I took. And I'm, as you know, pro vaccine. 
BioNTech is in my home city here in Mainz, right? What made the vaccine? Vaccine was Pfizer. And uh, I even know a guy from BioNTech. But I think now I have to face here the reality that all that conspiracy theorists and everywhere are not totally wrong when they say we know so many people they got sick from the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, you know? no, I know. I, I um I think that no matter how much they pretend that it's an exact science, this is new territory for us. This is new uncharted territory. So I'm not surprised that different people would have different bizarre side effects that they didn't see coming. Yeah. And especially when I read I read an article where exactly this kind of stuff what I had, like exactly my symptoms were like registered from a lot of people that got the vaccine. And and uh, I think um, you cannot just uh, omit this. You know, you cannot just say like, that is all bullshit. It's psychological. They're all anti-vaxxers. They're all like crazy people. No, it's not. I mean, I believe that people actually, I know so many people, they are like always tired, whatever. Basically, a lot, a lot of things uh what long covid symptoms are are also post vaccination symptoms it's almost the same okay you know? yeah and then they say of course they have there are way more people that have long covid with the same uh, kind of uh, 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 symptoms but i think in my case it was the vaccine who triggered it because i didn't have covid at that point you know, it was impossible. I, I never had COVID to that point, but I had four weeks after the vaccine, all the shit happened. And uh, yeah, you know, <clears throat> nah, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we have to live with it. And uh, yeah. So what do yeah, you say? I, I think that it's, um, it's, it's, it's a great thing that we all have the ability to get vaccinated, but the people yeah. who don't do it, you're right. I, I, I think that there's some valid concerns uh, that you're trading in one set of symptoms for another, really. Yeah, and I'm not like, I'm not mad about it. I, I'm, I would, at that point where we all took the vaccines, I think there was no other option. We saw thousands of dead a day. And uh, that was so threatening. And I think the, the, the Delta or alpha or delta the first before omicron was like so harsh so hard that of course it was way better to take the vaccine as to not take the vaccine yeah now i see it different i see so many people now with the omicron that it's not so harsh not so bad and that they have four days a very bad flu then it gets away so the question is, and you don't even know if you get it, right? But the question is, should I take another vaccine in fall or not? And I'm not sure, to be honest. Right now, I'm not sure if I would take that vaccine. Yeah, I've been debating it too, if I should get the booster or not. I, I yeah. think that, I don't know, maybe I, I will. I three, times, three times or two times vaccinated. Who, me? Um yeah. The booster would be the third time. Ah, so yeah, so I I'm sure I have the booster. So, 
And now they, they're talking about, of course, to do the fourth shot. And I know that BioNTech, Pfizer has, and, and Moderna, they have the Omicron shots ready to go. They're only waiting for the permit to distribute it to everybody. But what, what will do that shot? I mean, that shot will do the following. For three months, you're kind of protected. Then you're not. Then you're maybe protected that you don't die. But the reality is that everybody who's not protected right now also only gets four or five days of flu. And after it, it's done. Yeah. You know? And so the, the, the thing is like, I don't want to go in a, in a risk because when you read the post-vaccine syndrome, like some people, they are getting extremely tired. They, they cannot leave the bed for three months. They are in a total ditch because of the vaccine. That when you read the studies and in Germany, 47,000 post-vaccine syndromes are registered already at the clinics. So if 47,000 are registered as a, uh, like consequences out of the vaccine, then, uh, I mean, think about that, you know, that, that, that means that there are like half a million people because I'm not registered with post vaccine syndrome, nowhere, nowhere. Because you go through it, you, you hope to get over it. So that, that means for me that, uh, the risk is too high that if I take another vaccine, that I get the same shit again what I had in January. Now it's slowly moving away. Well, you never know. It could also be that if you don't get the vaccine, that you'll get extremely ill too, you know? Yes. Yeah, I know. Everything can happen, but you also have to like evaluate how much is now the chance, how big is the chance that you don't get next winter uh, 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 corona, the chance, even if you're vaccinated, is 10%. But it will be, even though you have bizarre side effects from the actual shots themselves, at least you won't have such a because the only reason why it's so mild is because I believe of the shots. I think the fact that people got vaccinated, that's why for us it's just like, oh, we got a cold. But if we didn't get the vaccine, it would be much more severe. Yeah. No, I'm, I, as I said, I'm totally in the middle. It could be any one way or the other. I agree with that, that the, it could go one way or the other. And that's the, the fear is what keeps me thinking I'm probably going to get the booster because yeah. I'm just afraid of dying, man. I don't know. It sucks. Yeah, I know, I know, but as a, a lot of people now, also not healthy people, I know they, they got it. Then after four days, it was gone. Like, and I felt like if this guy, people don't die, I will never die from it. So, uh, well, I just don't want you to die, man. I mean, I don't know what the right <laughs> answer is because we could, we could, it's like roulette, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> talking about health, so it's now um, tomorrow, it's four weeks ago since I got the new hip. Yeah. And since yesterday, I walk without crutches. So, um, and uh, it hurts still walking around, but I can walk without crutches, like almost normal. Uh, yeah, awesome. walk, so it's, it's slowly but steady, uh, definitely faster as it was like 10 years ago with the recovery. But it's definitely still a huge thing to get the hip replaced, period. It's like nothing, uh, 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 
nothing um, small, right? It is big, even if they do it now uh, in a in a different in a different way. You know. Yeah, well, I saw some video footage of the old school way that they used to do it, and it looked like something out of a butcher shop. I and know. It, oh my god. Back- they were actually cutting the muscles so it took like half a year before the muscles healed back together and shit like this this is all gone so uh, from this point of view if you have really really bad arthritis and you barely can move definitely I recommend to do it but I'm also happy that I delayed it for so long because it is better to you know to, to live with your shitty hip as long you can as long as you don't need everyday painkillers, stretch it out. Don't get so easy uh, on the operation table. You know, there are people also, the doctor told me, they just like, they have almost no pain and they still replace the hip because the hip looked fucked up uh, on on an x-ray, right? So, but if you have no, 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 uh, no pain, why you should replace the hip? It doesn't make any sense. You know, so uh, that is what I what I feel. Now, yeah. So let's come to the main points: the Ukraine. Okay, uh, back to the Ukraine. Yep. Yeah. So I I have with my German podcast uh, we had yesterday extremely a big fight basically in my podcast with my oh, German partner. Oh my no, because, yeah, because he sees it like give the Ukrainians the weapons and they will fight and don't give Putin anything and uh, we cannot negotiate with Putin whatsoever. And I made a little a timeline what I first as a little lecture now here uh, uh, have to say. So 1989 till 1991 okay. the Russians were okay with omitting the Warsaw Pact means the big Eastern Bloc got dissolved. The individual. Yeah, the, the Warsaw un- Pact. Okay. Yes, exactly. Warsaw Pact. So it means that the individual countries under the influence of Russia were now basically free to do whatever the fuck they want. The Czech Republic, the Poland, Hungary, so Finland, they were all like part of it. And now they were like kind of like. Uh, um, free to do whatever they want. Germany got their east part back, the wall in Berlin fell, and there was a, a, a commitment that this kind of countries cannot join the NATO, and that was a promise to Russia. The US troops who have the biggest stations in the world in Germany, they stayed in Germany, and uh, nothing uh, uh, the Russian state calm. You know, there was uh, 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 easy peasy, like the Russians did it, did nothing about it. Then up to 2004, uh, the NATO took Hungary in, Poland, Czech Republic, they allowed them all to, to join the NATO, but the Russian state calm. Then 2000, also to, around 2004, Putin talked in the German parliament and said, why not letting us, the Russians, also join the EU and so, you know, that we work all together, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so 
Well, and that would have that. Why not? That would have been no, a good no, idea. No. And the Germans were all excited and said, "Why not? Why not?" But the U.S. was against it. Then uh, the Baltics, instead of using getting Russia into something, the Baltics uh, joined the NATO also, and the Russians stayed calm. Then 2014, the the uh, uh, the Russian. Uh, uh, side basically uh, there was a Russian friendly government in Ukraine up to 2014 and then with the help of the CIA the western uh, support with the money they uh, did a coup and the more US friendly government got in Ukraine into power by the way in the same year Hunter Biden came to uh, uh, the Ukraine and uh, uh, went into the Ukrainian gas business. And Monsanto, Blackwater, and so on, went in and out of, of Ukraine. But the Russians did nothing. Then the Russians felt the next step they will do is they will take the Krim, the big black uh, ocean uh, harbor, basically the only harbor the Russians have for all their boats and the war boats, the submarines, whatsoever, right? Was they were scared that the Krim was basically also taken soon from the West. So they went into the Krim and, but there was no bullet shots, right? That the invasion of the Krim 2014 was completely without fighting. Most of the people in the Krim, there are a, a special group of, of Ukrainians, they're very Russian friendly. And so they're still happy with that the Krim is in Russian hands and it's the only harbor the Russians have. So they couldn't give that harbor up. But the West flipped completely out on it when they went to the Krim and gave sanctions to Russia since 2014. There are, uh, 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 there are basically... Um, uh, sanctions against Russia because of invading the Krim. Yeah. Then between 2014 and 2022, the Ukraine have that Azov brigades. They are basically neo-Nazis. They're actually existing in the south, attacking the more Russian-populated cities in the south of the Ukraine. Over and over, there were like a lot, like fourteen thousand dead people. Also Ukrainians, but a lot of Russian kids and so on. So they, for example, gave these territories also uh, less food delivery. They didn't give them the pensions. You know, you are Ukrainian. You live there, whatever, but you don't get your pension anymore because you're Russian friendly. You know, but yeah. you were in Ukraine and paid into the, into the system there. So, and there was never really a lot of reports in the Western media. So now... You remember 2020 in Belarus with Lukashenko, another dictator. And I'm not saying Putin and Lukashenko are good guys. They are still like criminals and dictators, right? But we also want to know the historical facts. You remember that in Belarus were also demonstrations like crazy to get rid of Lukashenko. But that was also installed by Western media, Western uh, uh, countries in, in the EU and in uh, um, and in the US. They were supported by the West. So to, 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 uh, to basically 
get rid of Lukashenko. But it didn't work because Putin sent troops there. They helped them out. The demonstrations are gone in Belarus. And there is no revolution. It was a fake attempt of a revolution, but there is no revolution. It is what it is. So, and then 2021 in winter, 2022, Putin asked a last time for a guarantee that the Ukraine will not join the NATO and that the Donetsk and Lugansk, the more where 80% Russians are 20% Ukrainians, that they can be independent from the Ukraine. That gets rejected by the Europeans and the US. And he puts up a deadline, basically, and they say, no, we don't do this. Then he, he marches into the Ukraine. He starts the war and he said, if you want that I finish the war, give me a, a guarantee that the Ukraine stays neutral, that they don't join the NATO, that Ukraine don't get uh, uh, uncontrolled a lot of army, like weapons, whatever, from the West, and accept that Donetsk and Lugansk are now part of Russia and that the Krim is now a part of Russia. That was what he was asking for and he didn't get it. And now the, the war is moving on. Russia gets stronger and stronger and uh, that uh, uh, that is the situation. Yeah. You know, and we said the whole time, you and me, we both said it, that we will have a situation that uh, Russia will, of course, win the war. They will never lose that war against Ukraine. It's impossible. But the West is so on this absurd idea that the Ukrainians, only if you give them weapons, will win the war. I mean, they're getting them the same weapons the Russians have, but the Rus Russians have eight times more soldiers, tanks, and weapons. Yeah, I think the, we the weapons are just going to delay the inevitable. Yes, it's inevitable that they're that they're overrun because Russia Russia just has more resources, and Putin has been preparing for this moment for a long time. We thought that their economy would collapse, not so much. You know, things over there are doing much better than I think that we thought there they would. Yeah, look at the, this week, Saudi Arabs. Think about Biden flies to the Saudi Arabs. Then he tells the Salman guy, yeah, we consider that you killed Khashoggi. Uh, instead of saying you killed Khashoggi, because of course he killed, he did it, right? I mean, you cannot kill somebody in an embassy with people that work for the government if it's not ordered by the government. Yeah. So crystal clear, the guy killed Khashoggi. And who else? Maybe people, nobody gives a shit about, but like... They, they kill tons and tons of people. So, but then it turns out at the same time where Biden is there, the Saudis bought and have it already 650,000 tons of oil from Russia for cheap and selling now their oil back to Europe and the US for double of the price. So the thing is like, what the fuck are we doing? Wow. You know, because if you say that the sanctions don't work, period. And, and the, the sanctions will never work against Russia because Russia has half of the planet happily buying their oil and gas. You know, half of the planet don't care at all that the EU and US and Canada have a sanctions thing going. Yeah. They don't care. Then they say, oh, perfect. If they don't buy it, we buy it. 
That is the and now this week they did harder sanctions against Russia, so they didn't allow Russia to sell gold anymore. Yeah, but who gives a shit? Of course, they would sell the gold to Africa, to China, to India, to Pakistan, to Brazil, to whatever. Yeah, it's, you, you, and that is the thing where I think we we are so spoiled in the West that we cannot see defeat, even if it's right in front of us. Yeah, it's it's like we what what we're doing now. Uh, it, we 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 dragging things out in the disadvantage of Ukraine. Yeah, because the Ukraine will keep fighting. Of course, they're fighting for their existence, and of course, I would not give. Uh, uh, I would not let the Ukraine completely down and say from tomorrow on you just don't get any more weapons. You cannot do this. But what you have to do behind the, the, the curtain, basically, you have to tell to Zelensky on November 1st, our support is gone. So then he has a deadline where he knows he has to finally deal with Putin and try to make a deal. That deadline, Putin doesn't know. For Putin, we have to say uh, we have in full support of the Ukraine. They're getting like weapons pumped up their ass. Forever, right? So, and then, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I'm just thinking about how could we end this here, you know? Because there are also all the uh, flour and wheat, uh, uh, the flour and wheat uh, uh, from from uh, Ukraine. What is still not transported, especially to Africa, where this winter 40 million people will starve to death if they hold back the 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 wheat. Right, the, uh, in, in Ukraine. So, uh, and Putin blocks the ships. And he said, I'm not letting the, the, the stuff here going out of uh, the food basically going out of Ukraine. I'm not letting it happen as long as the sanctions are on us. So, and I think we have to, we have to adjust to reality. We cannot win everything all. And I got that fight with my German partner here because he said, you cannot negotiate with Putin. We cannot give him anything. And I said, but we have to. I mean, there are not even 100,000 dead people in Ukraine in total, including dead Russians. And we want to let kill 80, 40 million Africans yeah. because we're too proud or we want to show Putin that we whatever uh, can damage him. What a bullshit. We have to step up here to the plate and make it happen. You know, we have to make it happen. And Zelensky has to accept that the Krim is gone, the South is gone. Basically, he has to accept exactly what Putin was asking for before he... Uh, wait one second. Be, be, uh, yeah, wait. Uh, uh, Okay, I'm coming after the podcast. So that everybody from the trampoline off, and I'm coming after the podcast. Also, not in the ding. Also, for this last Yeah, I will check it. What the Geo, Geo, and after the podcast, I'm coming. I said, I don't know that's on the phone. Yeah, no, that's all my trampoline. So now you hear German. Walter has his buddies on the trampoline, and a friend from him, from Afghanistan, by the way, destroyed, damaged our brand new trampoline. Oh no. Yeah, uh, and I have because our old one was destroyed. So I have to check what it is in a bit. But uh, I mean, it's very important what we're talking about. And 
um, that can wait now for a few minutes. But the reality is we have a situation. Yeah. Russia is not Sri Lanka or yeah. Mali. Russia is, at least from the force, from the land, from the military, like our size. It's a real enemy. It's, it, and it's a real opponent. They can destroy us all. The whole world is dead. So, and we have to get off our throne, our fake throne, because we're making deals all the time with murderers like the Saudis and Qatar and whatsoever. So we have to just put the proud aside and make it work. And we will not make it work if we give Ukraine endless weapons. It will, if, if they don't have a deadline, if they think they're getting like, they will fight forever. It will be like Afghanistan, 20 years of senseless war. Yeah, I hope not. No, but it will happen. That, that, and right now, the West is like, they don't negotiate with Putin. Nothing happens. They just promise Ukraine all the money they want, all the weapons they want. And I think that then Ukraine, of course, picks it to fight and say, look, we're not giving up, you know. So, But in the very end, there will be the capitulation of the Ukraine and the Ukraine will be bombed into shit. That will be the end of the war, no matter what. Russia will not lose the war. That the so, land will be completely useless because it's destroyed? Yes. And we have also, there are two nuclear plants, right? So to Chernobyl, but there's another one which is still working. So what is if that gets damaged? Yeah. You know, shit like this can happen any day. And uh, for the environment, it's a disaster. For Africa, it's a total disaster. So we need to make a deal. You have to tell Putin, okay, we lift the sanctions, fuck it. You keep the south, shut the fuck up. Ukraine stay, stays neutral, but please now let the wheat go and uh, uh, cease fire. Uh, end of the story. Yeah. We, if without giving Putin uh, a, a real uh, asset, like something for real, uh, to stop it, there, he will not stop because now he is winning. If you if you follow the war the last two weeks, it was like one positive thing for Russia after the other. Ukrainians retreating there, Ukrainians retreating from there. Uh, of course, it takes now over the first the first euphoria of the Ukraine fighters uh, is gone, and now it is a tire like it tires you out your family's already escaped out of ukraine you're sitting there in like destroyed buildings defending a city for two months now that the russians don't take the city i mean it's crap yeah you know so that is the thing it's like i'm very 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 uh mad about that the west is almost happy that there is another endless war and that war creates inflation it, it creates recession uh horrible yeah yeah no i think war is not the way to go i was against this war from the start so yeah but but they're also like i mean of course you could blame putin for why you were not really crystal clear before you marked into Right. I mean, if you would really put up a real deadline, maybe the West would listen to it better. Uh, you know, like, if you don't fulfill these four points, we invade Ukraine. He never said that. He said the whole time, we're just doing 
uh, uh, exercises, exercises, blah blah blah, total bullshit, right? So and and then and then everybody was super surprised that they actually attacked, including the Ukraine. You remember the first days of the war? The Ukraine was completely like falling out of any uh, chair because they were all saying they will not attack us. And then they did. So uh, it's like stating the obvious, though. Of course, they were going to. They're like so shocked. Yeah, I mean, you don't put a hundred thousand soldiers on the border somewhere uh, that costs a lot of money, right? If you if you if you actually don't consider to to attack, nobody would do that. Yeah. Like the, the the normal NATO troops, if they do like a maneuver, if they do a training exercise. Like the U.S. soldiers with the German soldiers, with the Dutch soldiers, with the French soldiers, there are like ten to fifteen thousand people on the maneuver for like two days, three days, and then they move away. And he had over a hundred thousand people with full tanks and everything standing at that border for five weeks before he attacked. Yeah. Do like some little training exercise. Okay, then the training should be at one point done, and you can just move away. But it never happened because it was clear it was no training exercise. And the West were laughing about it, total stupid. And now it bites us in the ass. I mean, uh, uh, the German-Russian gas pipeline is shut down because of the, officially, it's a, a, a technical checkup. They say they, they, they have brought a new turbine in from Siemens, uh, what pumps the gas. So they have to put that in. But in one week, we will know if it was a technical uh, uh, thing of it, or it was like the end of the Russian gas for Germany. And then if that was the end, then we know already that in winter, Germany is running out of energy. And then tons of corporations need to like close for a four or five weeks. That will be like the school closing. And we have, we have another Corona shutdown, basically, uh, without Corona, because there's no fucking gas to heat the pools or the schools. And it's like insane that we even think about it, right? That that happens. And and the industry warned, like if that happens, we will have a 10% shrinking of the economy in Germany. And we will have five to eight million people getting fired from their jobs before Christmas. Oh my goodness. So that is the thing. So there is on there is here everything in this way is on stake. And uh you need to uh, you need to negotiate something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know. Nice. Oh yeah. No, I I understand. Yeah. So what else? You have something else? Ivanka Trump is dead. She fell down the well, stairs. Ivana. I wish Ivanka uh, was Ivana. dead. Ivana. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, Trump's dead, and then I realized it was the wrong Trump. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, and, uh, uh, I mean, she was also a very carrierist uh, person, right? So yeah. May I, the pressure starts here. Let's wrap it up for today. And okay. Get your fridge repaired. I go to the trampoline now and check it out. Yeah, hopefully the trampoline is not completely totaled. Let's see. Everybody, please follow us on Twitter. Uvaball Seven on Twitter and Gary Auto Zero on Twitter. We will see you at the next episode. Okay, goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.